With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Lucas in the Morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. Now that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mike Lucas. On Wednesday, I watched two press conferences involving the two winningest football coaches in the Big Ten, and neither really talked about football, <laughs> which was a commentary on where the Big Ten has gone this month, this month of August, and what kind of, what kind of challenge it looms ahead for this league as far as the optics. Beyond that, beyond the real substance of what we heard or didn't hear from either Paul Chris and or Urban Meyer and Gene Smith. I should welcome uh, General Ben to the board today. Subbing, or is it Dr. J subbing for Ben? Ben <laughs> subbing for Dr. J, either or. Good morning. Hiya, Dawn. Good morning. I don't know lately who's you subbing know, for who matter. anymore. Not knowing is good around here. Yeah. Remember, our worst is worse than your worst. It's true. It's our motto. Uh, clarify something before we go anyplace today. Yes. We were talking about a player from Wanakee. Uh, none of us could pronounce his name. Could anyone had it right? I think we said we were saying Ansorgi, weren't we? At the the direction of Brian Posick, I think yes. that's what we said. I think Ornasorgi. Okay, Ornasorgi. and his full name is Jake Ornasorgi. When did he play at Wanakee? Oh, now you're really pushing. Well, you don't have to get specific. How many years ago? South Dakota State three or four years ago. Five, five yeah, six, so yeah. Least, yeah. You watched him play? Yes, I did watch him play. Uh, he went on to heck of a college career, right? Yeah, he did. He did. offensive lineman. Yep. Yep, and you didn't hear much about him around here, obviously, because was a he like all school. state here? Yeah, yes, yes, all conference, all state. Yeah, was he recruited heavily? Apparently not, because he not was by any large schools. Okay. No, yeah, came out of that factory that you have over there. Oh Wanakee, yeah, that's producing all state factory. Yeah, they win a lot of games. Player after Wanakee. player. Yeah. Well, he just got maybe even a little bit more of a job at uh, at Dallas, where they have some offensive line issues now with Travis Frederick. Yeah. How about that story? Yes. All right. So we were talking yesterday about how Jerry Jones says, "Well, I'm not worried about Travis. Mm. You know, he's been suffering from these stingers, mm-hmm. or what they thought at the time were stingers." Travis Frederick, the former Badger center, uh, is now battling. Is it Guillain Bear? How do you pronounce the syndrome? Barre? Oh we just got done mispronouncing yeah, that key lineman. I, I looked at that, that this morning. And I is there no any pronunciation either. guide for that? Um, no. It, it's, no. It's a rare... Um, Guillain bear Autoimmune disease. Autoimmune yeah. disease yeah. that attacks your nerves, your nervous system. Yeah, and the, so that was... The symptoms that they were trying to treat with Frederick were stinger s- symptoms where he was having some nerve damage issues. Mm. So they just assumed, all right, from hitting... Too many collisions with the, using the neck, blah, blah, blah. And then they did some more tests, and now they've discovered that he's suffering from this autoimmune disease. And there's no no cure. Um, the body be, attacks the a nerves. N- yeah, the nerves of the brain and the spinal cord. 
that sounds it's, scary. A, it's, it's estimated yeah. like one in 100,000 people a year get this autoimmune disease. Now, Frederick is optimistic um, that now that they've diagnosed what he has, that with treatment, he'll be okay. Right. Yeah, he says they caught it early. They did some That's blood scary, tests though. is how they right? figured how this out. Right? How scary is that? Yeah, and so I thought this, what are we talking, life-threatening, career-threatening? I'm sure it's some of that, but they also talked about, okay, he could come back, but it might be a couple of weeks into the season. So yeah, because we're talking now, now the, the strength, because he's been dealing with fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't missed a game in his first five years of his pro career and been named pro, to the Pro Bowl for those five years. That's I mean, amazing, he's, isn't You it? talk about the best center in the game today, you could make a solid argument for Travis Frederick, Bigfoot's right. finest. Right, and you never hear about that either. And I'm not sure why, but Dallas hasn't been one of the better teams either. If no. they had played better well, Zach football. Zach Martin gets a lot of that love yeah, on the offensive Martin, line. who's also hurt. And yeah. remember, they took a lot of heat, Jerry Jones, since he's the GM slash owner, when they drafted Travis. Because yeah. he, they need, they had a lot of needs. Oh, yeah, but nobody thought, knew, but nobody knew who he was. Yeah, and they thought, well, he center is not sexy. our biggest yeah. need right now, and so they took him, and it's worked out great. Yeah, obviously, so, he's produced. Well, obviously, we're all open that the, for the best for Travis. It's just a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, an engineer, right? Yeah. An engineering school, and a super intelligent player, physical Stronger and all get. I could lift a small country over his head or squat, <laughs> squat a small country. That's just impressive in every facet. Yeah, I remember being a force in high school. In fact, that's funny you say that because that's one of the ways I, desc- I was just telling my uh, wife and son last night about Travis's situation, what they diagnosed him with. And before I describe how great a football player was, that was the first thing he said. This guy is incredibly smart. I mean, it was yeah. always great to interview no a doubt about because it. he's a smart guy. All right, so Paul Chris had a press conference, short one yesterday after, after practice. Uh, dealing with t- two suspensions now, one for Quintez Cephas, who's been suspended indefinitely for a couple of sexual assault charges, and then Cephas's roommate, Danny Davis, has also been suspended per the student-athlete guide or protocol here at the University of Wisconsin. Davis will miss the first two games of the season for the Badgers against Western Kentucky and New Mexico. Um, Paul was asked a little bit uh, how these distractions are a part of everyday life. I think that's sound cut number one. They're not just here playing football. You know, they're going to school and they've got families. And and then, you know, with football, when things are going well, there's talk. And when things aren't going well, you know, how you handle that. So I think that's all part of, I'm not saying this isn't new, but there are always things that you have to deal with. And I think he was also asked by our very own Jeff Petrikas, who will join us at 745. He was asked uh, about whether he was angry, disappointed with what happened. It's like parenting in the sense that you know what's the right thing and, you know, wherever. And this isn't the first time, you know, that I've suspended someone and there are standards that you want to uphold to. And I think that's okay. I think that's good. And when it doesn't, then you have to take actions. And I think as long as you're communicating it and understanding why, then you can move forward. I think at Pitt, he suspended a couple of players here. He suspended Corey Clement for one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minnesota game. Um, as far as how deep he got into the actual uh, minutia of Danny Davis's case, he didn't get very deep. In a statement, he did allow that uh, if there were more, if, if there was more information that surfaced in the upcoming weeks, and that they would review the two-game penalty. Now, immediately, people are going to say, "Well, two games is not enough." Well, I don't know enough of the details. What, what, what he did or didn't do. Uh, obviously, he didn't. Uh, prevent Cephas from doing what he was doing. Uh, so I'm sure that was being held against him and whatever, if it was true, this is alleged, uh, any photos were taken. Uh, but still, it's, it, 
I'm a little bit unclear on all the details revolving around both players. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of that yesterday between situations that are very different, but with Wisconsin and Ohio State, where people were handing out penalties and punishments for what are still kind of ongoing investigations and situations. and So they had to be careful of what they legally could say. They wanted to hand out punishments, but then not totally you know, accuse somebody of committing a crime because those are ongoing investigations still. Now, Nobody's Paul, been proven guilty in a court of law yet. Yeah, now, Paul was asked, too, about distractions, because that's the first thing the fan, Badger fan, would think about um, potential distractions and how it might impact the season. But then Paul has dealt with distractions forever as a coach. I don't think you ever go through a season without distractions. You know, there's, like I said, there's all different forms of it, and you just try to focus on the things you can control the day-to-day. And, you know, I think that's where the group has been good, and, and we got to continue to do that. And you pretty much uh, take him at his word. I, this is an awkward situation to be put in. Uh, Wisconsin coaches over the last few years have not had to deal with this type of off-the-field issue. They just right. haven't. It's been a, I'm not saying it's a clean, clear clearly clean program because none none are i mean we have dealing with that many athletes in all the sports but there haven't been many headlines like this uh, Corey clements incident with someone in an elevator yeah monty ball's incident on the streets state street late at night besides that you have to go way back it makes you think of how tough it is in this day and age to lay out even just if you're an organization say the university of wisconsin or ohio state or whatever you put down some rules and guidelines like, all right, we're going to do This is how we'll handle such situations with suspensions or doing investigations and such. And then something new that you never. Th- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thought of as an exact situation, a specific one, comes up and like, now i got to figure out a new way to deal with this. Let me give you a lineup for today's show. At 6.30, we'll be talking with Spoon, our Green and Gold Insider, Tom Silverstein. He's got a plane to catch to Oakland, so Spoon will join us at 6.30. At 7.15, we'll talk... With Jesse Temple from the Athletics, so we'll we'll hit up Jesse for his thoughts on uh, how Paul Christ dealt with the situation here in Madison. Of course, Urban Meyer's plight in Columbus. Seven thirty, we'll talk high school sports. I understand the prep football season is underway already. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. With a bang on week one. So we've got yeah. upset. Tra- oh, I saw I saw one of the games that was also an upset, and that was Memorial pulling an upset over Sun Prairie mm-hmm. beyond the, the Rhinelander loss. But we'll talk with Travis Wilson. At 7.30. And then 7.45, Jeff Patrikas will chime in on his thoughts on what he heard and saw from both Paul Christ and Urban Meyer. When we come back, we'll give you some of those sound bites uh, from Urban Meyer and Gene Smith and how nationally it's not being received very well. That's coming up on Lucas in the Morning. To Buckeye Nation. To the Board of Trustees and President Drake, I want to express my sincere apologies of what situation that we have before us. I know that the impact that the events of the last three weeks have had on this institution, an institution that I love, and how challenging this has been for our community, our president, a man who I have great respect for, and for that I am deeply sorry. 
All righty then. Uh, Lucas in the morning, Vogel, General Ben, Gene Smith, Athletic Director, Ohio State, The Ohio State, uh, Urban Meyer, Head Football Coach at The Ohio State, neither of whom apologized to the victim, Courtney Smith, but they were pretty, pretty definite in their apologies to Buckeye Nation, and then that's led to a lot of uh, bad vibes nationally, um, just ripping Urban Meyer and the Ohio State program for ignoring the victim in all of this. I listened and watched the Big Ten Network report, which mm-hmm. was really good. That's what I watched, too. Really good. Uh, it was Mike, uh, Mike Hall, Hall, Hall yep. who was the moderator. And they brought on Jerry DiNardo. And Jerry DiNardo was really critical of everything. DiNardo, former coach and current analyst for the BTN, saying that they could have used this forum uh, for a little bit of discussion on domestic abuse, and they did not. They stayed away from it. They didn't want anything to do with it. Um, Urban Meyer said, though, that, uh, well, listen to what he had to say about as far as following his heart or his head. I'm fully aware that I'm ultimately responsible for the situation that has harmed the university as a whole and our department of athletics and our football program. I want to apologize to Buckeye Nation. I followed my heart, not my head. I fell short in pursuing full information because at each juncture, I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so again, there's that apology to Buckeye Nation. Urban Meyer has been suspended for three games, the first three games of the season. Oregon State, Big Ten opener against Rutgers, and number 16 TCU. So that's a top 20 opponent. That game is going to be played in Arlington, Texas. Uh, Meyer can't be around the team until after September 1st, but then he can be around the team. All right. The athletic director, I don't get, has been suspended without pay from August 31st. Until September 16th. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't get, get that. that penalty at all. I didn't well, understand If he's that. a starting pitcher, he misses, what, two starts? <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, 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 I Explain that one does to he, me. Does that mean Gene just goes back on vacation? Because yeah, wasn't he on vacation during this investigation while that was all going on? Uh, Dave Jones, who writes uh, in Harrisburg, uh, described Erman Meyer during the press conference as, quoting, he came off like the eye-rolling star high school jock who gets caught cheating on a math test and can't believe he's actually being punished. Meyer mechanically read a written statement with all the passion and contrition of a recorded outgoing message. I'm not here right now, but this is what they're making me say. Yeah, that's 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 pretty accurate. He he looked like whatever he feels he may have and may have is what I'm using done wrong that he doesn't feel that he should be punished. No, for. he doesn't. Certainly not the punishment that was handed down to him. I, that's the uh, sense he got. Well, he was asked, you know, do you agree with with being suspended? That'd be, I think, uh, cut number twenty three. The suspensions are tough, but I fully accept them. I wish I could go back and make the different decisions, but I can't. He also stumbled a number of times. This is such an important message you have to get out. How are you not prepared to give this? Well, I think you had plenty nervous. of time to think about it. Yes. Yeah, he looked nervous. You think that's nervous? I, I, I thought he was just nervous. Ner- nerves me. Uh, maybe a combination. And of two pissed because... off. Didn't he look pissed off <laughs> that he was angry. even there? Yes. That Urban Meyer has to go through. The Urban Meyer. How many games have I won for Ohio right. State? What are you right. doing to me? Yeah. But that's what I just wonder who he's mad at. Is that anger directed at uh, the, the president and the university for handing down this punishment? I believe so. Is he upset with who he should be upset with? the assistant coach that he protected time and time again and then finally got around to firing who committed these acts? Or is he f- upset at the victim You know, for making this all public and handling this the way it's been done? Who I don't know he who he's be, angry he at. He should be mad at himself for being an idiot. Well, I don't think he you is. You don't need a receiver's coach that badly 
you know, he said in there too, and that's where I wanted to yell at the TV. Yes, uh, he he said that maybe one of the reasons this happened and the decisions he made were this poor because of his loyalty to Earl Bruce. And he mentioned yeah, but that. But I just so don't. How far like does that go? It, well, it shouldn't go very far at all. I mean, maybe a benefit of the doubt to make sure to investigate and it. He didn't talk share, about it. He whatever. didn't share everything with his AD um, about Zach Smith's problems at Florida. Somehow that escaped him. Gene and Smith th- said he was unaware of what had happened the previous domestic well, abuse allegations yes. in Florida. As yeah. a part of this freaking report, um, the lead investor today was talking about how he didn't deliberately lie at Big Ten Media Day, but he has falsely made statements. He didn't deliberately lie, but he's made false statements. We so have like that. these are alternate facts. What, what's going on here? Do we have that? Let's hear some of it. Let's hear some of it. Despite Coach Meyer's clear awareness and monitoring in 2015 of the law enforcement investigation of Zach Smith for domestic violence, uh, we ultimately did not conclude that Coach Meyer deliberately lied during his comments at Big Ten Media Days on July 24th, 2018. But he made some false statements. Right. So he knew everything that was going on, but he didn't deliberately lie. And this is where they threw out uh, well, he's had some memory lapses. <laughs> Seriously, that he's what? taking med- the medication he's taken has caused some memory lapses. The medication? We're going to go CTE or something Conveniently here? Conveniently, no. now he has memory lapses. What medication is that he taking? While acknowledging certain things, he can't remember them all the time. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then there was also an item where apparently he erased uh, stuff from his phone, the the, e- the texts and emails from his phone. So that when he's making the contention, he's contending that, well, he didn't know anything that his wife knew. Uh, th- th- there's no, uh, you know, there's no evidence on his phone anymore. Sure. And was it one of the other things that we had a hard time uh, wrapping arms around and figuring out is when he said that he, at least initially, did not know of right away the text messages that his wife had received with the pictures of uh, the victim right. and the abuse and the bruising and whatever else, all, all that, that happened. Maybe it was down the road, but initially he did not know that or had now, seen The those. press conference went for about 20 minutes. This was on, on top of the written statements that mm-hmm. they read from. Finally, someone asked him, uh, well, th- th- is the question included on this soundbite? They yeah. asked him about Courtney Smith. I, what is no. your message to Courtney Smith was the question. What message do you have for Courtney Smith? Well, I have a message for everyone involved in this. I'm sorry that we're in this situation. I'm just sorry we're in this situation. Boy, that's lame. <laughs> right? Can't even you, say her name. Well, it's it's funny when you when you watch it, you could see he was waiting for something else to come out of his mouth, and he was like he was fighting it back to stop it because he knew whatever he was going to say was probably not going to go well or come off sounding right. And so then he just repeated himself again. You know just, what would have sounded great? Him looking at the camera and saying, "Courtney, I apologize." He can't do that. He won't do that. Why can't he? Because he's do Urban that? Meyer. Because Why? doing that would because she started. He looks at like Rob said. He looks at her as part of the reason why he's up there being suspended at all. Yeah, I don't. I think he does have some blame for her. Maybe not for being the victim of abuse, but for the way this was handled and for him being dragged into this. I think he. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Has some level of blame for her. Not that she's n- number one on his list, but she's on there somewhere. I mean, don't take our word for it. If you if you, if you question uh, our perspective, just watch the video yourself and come to your own conclusions. Yeah, it was also interesting. You mentioned did you watch it on the the Big Ten Network uh, last night? And I watched it both there and on. I think it was ESPN two had it on, and they had the press conference going on Big Ten Network, and then there was analysis and conversation going on with the likes of Paul Feinbaum and everybody else on ESPN two. It's almost like college basketball where we joke about how many dookies can they get on TV. There was Stanley Jackson sitting there in studio for Big Ten Network, former Buckeye quarterback. And then he flipped it over to ESPN. There was Kirk Herbstreet talking, former Buckeye quarterback, who's one of their main analysts. It's like, well, there's a lot of Ohio State analysts and the guys with uh, connections to Urban well, Meyer. Clark involved Kellogg in was on the, the the team of investigators. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear from Feinbaum quick for you? Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, let's do it. I thought the decision was sound, and I believe this committee clearly gave it a lot of thought. I was impressed by the president. I was impressed by the athletic director, but I was underwhelmed, Zubin, by Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer tonight had a chance to right some wrongs and win back some lost support, and he failed miserably. He read the statement like a hostage with a gun at his head. He came off arrogant, petulant, and I believe his biggest failing was not personally apologizing to the victim in all this, Courtney Smith. Instead, he acted like he was the victim, and that is extremely troubling. I have to agree with everything Feinbaum just said. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, I think he's just trying to distance himself from any direct link to the victim. And like you said, he does have something to her. She never came to him. For for him, she's just another player in this whole scenario and story uh, for Urban Meyer. We'll talk a lot more about not only Ohio State, Urban Meyer, Gene Smith, but we'll get into... uh, the Badgers suspending Danny Davis in addition to Quintez Cephas. We'll talk with a couple of Badger insiders. Jesse Temple from The Athletic at 7.15. Jeff Patrikas from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel at 7.45. When we come back, though, we'll get you ready for the Packers playing the Oakland Raiders. Tom Silverstein, our Green and Gold insider, joins us next on Lucas in the Morning. Seen him get a lot more comfortable, especially Deshaun. You know, being being new with the playbook and, and making a lot of plays. And Brett has just picked up, uh, you know, where he leaves off every every preseason. You know, he's very efficient and leading the offense the right way and, and doing really nice things. And then Tim, I think Tim has done phenomenal. You know, it's tough to be that last guy in. Aaron Rodgers talking about the backup QBs and potential rotation for the Packers when they play at Oakland on Friday night. I can picture our next guest 
racing through the airport a la the former athlete criminal known as OJ. Remember when he did those television commercials? Sure. Go juice. Go. For Hertz, right? right? Go yeah, spoon. Hurts. Go spoon. Yeah. Tom <laughs> Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins us. Good morning. How you doing? It's been a lot of years since I've cleared a bag. You know? <laughs> I bet. I bet. So what? what's the number one storyline uh, that's going to come out of this game between the Raiders and the, Park, the Packers as far as you're concerned? Um, I think it's got to be who starts to pull ahead in the quarterback race. You know, right now, I guess Hundley is ahead just because of his familiarity with the offense. And he's been, he's been solid. Kaiser, uh, just keep waiting for him. You can see the talent there, but you keep waiting for him to feel really comfortable, make, make some of the throws that are really necessary in that offense. Like he'll still miss on some of the, uh, just some of the staple throws that they require, particularly in the red zone. And so uh, you, you want to just see if he takes that big step this week. It After is, two games, he should get a lot of playing time. It is a preseason game, so it's not a regular season game. doesn't carry that weight or meaning. But one of the storylines going in, at least that's fun to talk about and write about, is is Jordy Nelson now with the Raiders. And he had a response for critics who said that you know he thought he lost a step, and he said it's a simple answer for people who don't know football. Uh, do, was your assessment of him at the end that you felt he had lost something, of whether it's a step or a half a step uh, on the field? Yeah, apparently I don't know football then because <laughs> I was one of those people. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's a natural uh, effect of getting older is that you're going to sl- slow down. You're not getting faster as you get into your third. You know, that's just not going to happen. Uh, I, I thought last year, especially towards the end of the year, he looked beat up. He looked, uh, his legs looked kind of heavy. And you didn't see him breaking many tackles or getting open deep very often, which was really that threat of him getting open deep really set up so much of the other stuff that he was able to do the sideline stuff. I I still think he can be productive, uh, but you know, at some point you do have to move on from uh, and and start building these, uh, the position back up and go with some younger guys and, and, that's what they did, particularly because he had a high cap number. If he didn't have that high cap number, they probably would, might have found a way to, to keep him. But I, I think it's, it's like the old Ron Wolf saying, you'd rather get a, rid of a guy one year too early than one year too late. Spoon, fill in this blank. Besides the backup quarterbacks, this third preseason game is really important to blank, blank, well, blank. I think, I think it's important to the defense. I think they have to continue to play together and sort of get their rotation uh, going. Now, I don't know how much the starters are going to play, but they do need to get some regulars in there. They need to get Oren Burks working with Blake Martinez. They need to get the defensive line uh, working together on stunts and things like that. And and the secondary, of course. So really, uh, I would be surprised if they didn't play the starters in this game. Uh, you know, I know they're not going to play Aaron Rodgers, and it's questionable whether they play the offensive line. But the defense needs work. And after last week's game against Pittsburgh, when they played the run so poorly, it was obvious that they still have some things they need to iron out. And that's what you want to see this week. How much 
better they are playing as a unit. When reading uh, some quotes and some things that, whether it's Petten or some of the assistants on defense, I've had to say about who they found guys uh, for different positions. When talking about pass rushers or the linebacking position, I didn't see immediately Vince Beagle's name mentioned as a guy. <clears throat> excuse me, who's emerged or done something for himself this camp. Has this been a good camp for him? One where he, he hasn't helped his cause, or somewhere in the middle? I I think he's not done near enough to um, earn a. Uh, roster spot. He's definitely on the bubble. There's not been very many spat, splash plays. He's made some, you know, dumb uh, offsides penalties and some of the two minute drills. Uh, there's just just not been enough explosiveness out of him, and he's in real danger. Uh, I don't know how the, you know, outside linebacker position is going to break down. How many they're going to keep? Typically, they keep a decent amount because those guys are good special teams players are tall and can run. But right now it's, it's Matthews Perry and Reggie Gilbert is number three. And then, you know, it's sort of Fackrell's probably number four. And then Beagle's in a group with Chris Odom and some of these other guys. So uh, it's, yeah, he, he's definitely got to pick it up. Final thought. John Gruden says that he's going to play his offense and, defensive starters into the second quarter on Friday night for you seeing John Gruden back on the sidelines as a head coach. What's that mean? And did you cover him a little bit when he was in green Bay earlier? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I remember when he was Mike Holmgren's chauffeur, he used to be waiting outside the Don Hudson. Well, it wasn't the Hudson center then, the barn keeping the car warm for Holmgren after practice, you know? And, um, and I got to know him over the years, kept in contact with him until um, he became big time, but he, he's, He definitely brings some intensity and fun to the game. And I think we're going to see some things probably tonight that uh, the Packers aren't ready for because this is a new offense. And Gruden's probably going to try some stuff. And he's very much into motion and trickery and things like that. So it could be kind of a fun game. Now, Spoon, don't go to the stadium tonight. The game is Friday night, okay? So So when you get there, just relax, kick back a little bit. Uh, roam the streets of Oakland and, and have some fun, all right? I'm going to do it. Okay, thanks Thank for jo- thanks for joining us. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Okay, sounds good. Thank- like thanks, Tom. Spoon. <laughs> I could, could you just see him going to the stadium tonight, sitting there? Where, where's where, everybody? Where is, is everybody? Why is there an crowd. Oakland A's game going on? I know, I, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, good God. Then he knows he'd still be alone God. in the stadium because right. nobody goes to the A's games, right. unfortunately. Speaking of baseball, another stellar outing by Woo. the Milwaukee MVP. We'll tell you who that is next on Lucas in the Morning. Really just trying to get out there and create runs and get things rolling and uh, myself and Lokane were able to do that today and you know that's that's really just your goal at the top of the line. 
Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel, Gentle Ben, uh, B.A. on the call. Brian answered on the call of the Yelich home run and then Christian Yelich. Speaking for one of the first times that I had heard Christian, I didn't even know what he sounded like. Why, why really? isn't there more exposure for Christian Yelich? I'm serious. Does anyone nationally know that he's tearing up the league? He's four for, he was 4-4 four for four yesterday and then had a walk. So <laughs> reached base five times and hit three fourteen, slugging five thirty two. They should, the MYP this year, no doubt about it. We've been saying for a while that he should be under consideration for MVP. You said 314 average, 916, I believe, is his OPS now. I mean, between You said he got on four hits and a walk. You throw in Kane, who went three for five right yeah. behind him. That eight out of ten times to the plate getting on base is pretty darn good. Uh, Freddie Peralta acquitted himself well, too. Peralta, seven innings pitch, three hits, three singles, zero runs, couple of walks, seven Ks, 95 pitches. Uh First inning was always the, it's always the key with Peralta. And you needed only nine pitches to get out of trouble there. And then the 22-year-old, 22-year-old right-hander, who was 0 for 22 at the plate with 11 strikeouts, uh, atoned for that as well. And up the middle, a base hit. And here comes Bourne. No throw. It's an RBI single for Peralta. First major league hit, plates a run. Look at that smile. Okay, so if the playoffs started today, guess what? Brewers playing in St. Louis, one and done. Awesome. Would oh that be some? Got it. I mean, that, right? Not look, but like that. but it's it's such a jumbled pack for the two wild cards in the National League because Colorado has one less loss than the Brewers and are half a game behind Milwaukee for that second wild card. So it's here's what it comes down to: it's St. Louis, Milwaukee, Colorado, Philadelphia, and maybe the Dodgers. Though their bullpen is so sick right now, mm-hmm. I don't know if they they they, 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 they still have time. It's the Dodgers have a uh, three-and-a-half game uh, deficit to overcome. That's not much. So they could get into it. They had health concerns with Kenley Jansen having an irregular heartbeat, and now their fan base is having health concerns, having to watch them bowl these leads. Uh, Craig Kishan had tweeted out a good stat on Freddie Peralta, having held opponents to three or fewer hits, 10 out of his 13 major league starts. Uh, that was That's pretty oh, yeah. impressive numbers. He is developing an ace mentality. Now, last night, the late game, Cardinals again pull out a victory. A swing and a high fly ball. Deep left center field to the track. The wall. It's a gutter. A two-run homer for Paul DeYoung. Three to one Cardinals in the ninth. Oh, my. That was the final score. Oh, my. Three to one. The Cardinals uh, sweep the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium for the first time since 2006. Eighth straight road win. Uh, The Cardinals are 17 and four this month. Uh, they've homered in 15 straight games. Uh, the the record is 16 set by Philadelphia. Uh, they're hot to say the. Oh, there's a hot take. You wow, a hot take? where's that? Where's, our, that? where's our hot take? I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. The St. Louis Cardinals, the Redbirds, are hot. What do you think? There we go. Yes. Can you no. dispute that? We got a little no. official. Yeah, you're ah. right. I'm going to write, tweet that out so everybody knows. Tweet that, that, got that out. 17-4. and four. Put that by it, too. Why? I mean, why are they so hot? Other than firing Mike Matheny, apparently. Well, I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Apparently, it was a toxic toxic atmosphere in the clubhouse where he had his favorites and wouldn't talk to others. Uh, they've kind of tweaked their bullpen. They brought up some young arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just the whole environment has changed. A carpenter got hot. That was what I was just going to say. Matt <laughs> Carpenter getting, getting hot uh, certainly has helped matters. Uh, we had a walk-off last night, didn't we? 
I've got to hear that. Swing and a high fly ball to deep right. Williams going back at the warning track, at the wall. He leaps. It is gone. It is gone. It is gone. Or is it? Zimmerman heading for second. The signal is it hit the top of the fence and stayed in. Zimmerman is saying it's a home run. Soto has scored. The game is tied. And now the Nationals will question whether that ball left the park. I love that. It was a home run. <laughs> what do you mean, or was it? You've already had it gone three it's or gone. four times already. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. And that highlight was a minute and 45 seconds long. Oh, terrific. Ryan Zimmerman with the, uh, the walk-off. That's his 11th. Uh, actively, only one other player has more walk-offs. Who do you think that player is? Active walk-offs. Uh, that's a, Zimmerman's first walk-off in a few years. Yeah. No idea. Pujols! No, uh, I wasn't going to guess him. It wasn't going to go So here Washington starts unloading players, and now they've won two in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that? which, Daniel Murphy picks up two hits oh, for his professional hitter. debut. He leads off of them, for heaven's sake. Did you guys talk about the Nats having Bryce Harper on waivers yesterday? Yeah, they just, well, that was, they're just yep, trying they to see what that. kind of reaction. Uh, the Dodgers the claimed Dodgers him. The Dodgers claimed him, yeah. Our Cubs a winner 8-2 to two over the Tigers. Second hour of the show, we're going to talk a lot of college football. All about Paul Christ and Urban Meyer. Jesse Temple joins us from The Athletic at 7.15. Jeff Patrikas from Milwaukee Journal, 7.45. We'll also get high school football, some exposure, pub. Uh, we'll be talking with, who will we be talking with? It's Travis Wilson. Travis, Travis Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I forget his name for a minute. And host of I was looking for some help here. You're walking at your phone. About, I thought you were talking about, you talk about Jeff Patrikas. You got me. Like, don't did worry. you forget his name? No, I didn't. Okay. I can never forget him. Right. Brian Posick, too, will join us at the top of the hour, all here on Lucas in the Morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you, Eddie. We all got hungry here because Vogel was talking about salsa. And not the former wide receivers dance after scoring <laughs> touchdowns with the New York Giants. What was his Victor name? Victor Cruz. Yeah, Just not retired. that Just type of salsa, but yeah. no, Matt the, Carpenter salsa, Adam Wainwright salsa. Yeah, Wainwright grew a garden that uh, Carpenter's getting salsa out of, and that's what's fueled his hot hitting streak this season. There you go. Uh, the who? Keith Moon would have been 71 today. Would have oh, been. Great drummer. Kobe is 40. Kobe is 40. I saw, like, like I said yesterday, great interview between Kobe and Nick Saban. Oh, on ESPN. Yes. Yeah, Did I you see that? that? Yes. Wasn't that good? It was good. Just to just to hear how both their minds their, work. Yeah, their intensity. Yes. Yes. You mean the overrated Nick Saban, right? Yeah. Well, who, who came out with that was an anonymous, <laughs> an anonymous coach. coach. See, in that situation, <laughs> we're not talking about anonymous quotes to help really uncover a story, ferret out things. This was a cowardly, cowardly coach to pick on Nick Saban and not put your name to it. It probably uh, didn't happen. Well, speaking of cowardly, you've got a clip sometime down the road from Colin Coward calling out saying Jim Harbaugh is better than Nick Saban. Yeah, well, we'll hear that tomorrow. <laughs> that's your teeth. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For tomorrow. Uh, let's go a little Rick Springfield here, 69 years old. He's 69? Wow. Now I am really Let me old. Do that, wow. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, 69. Jesus. Holy crap. He w- We talked about mental health issues with NBA yeah. players and everybody talking about it. He went through some issues as well. So he had uh, dealt with suicidal thoughts and almost uh, did the act. Got a former Bur- Badger birthday. Ira Matthews, scatback, supreme, 61 years old today. Uh, still holds the school record for punt return touchdowns four. There are three players tied with three each. Can you name at least one of those three players? One of three players. Tied for second behind Ira Matthews, four punt return touchdowns. Matthews also had two kickoff return touchdowns. Nick Davis? No. Yes! Oh, yes! That's what I was going to say. And the other two are Troy Vincent with three punt return touchdowns. Josh Hunt? Jimmy Leonard. <laughs> oh. No, Jim Leonard. Little Jimmy Leonard. I should have got that one for sure. Uh, survivor, Jimmy Jameson, 67. Would have been. He came with us. One of their lead singers. Really? One of their they many. had two. They had two lead singers? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. No, I only know the one guy. Your uh, one guy's voice. Shelly, excuse me, Diane Chambers is 69 today. Oh, oh, yeah. I gave you the field. same age, huh? What, what's, who's Diane Chambers? Cheers. Uh, cheers. Come on. Yeah, oh, Shelly Long. There you go. Shelley I gave, her, gave you a clue. Uh, Rex Grossman, 38. So, on the list of the worst quarterbacks to have ever performed in a Super Bowl, where would you put Rex Grossman? Right there, Trent Dilfer. Yes. I got a couple other names. Uh, Your guy, Joe, Joe Cap. Cap, yeah. David Woodley. I think he went 0 for 8 in the second half. Uh, Neil O'Donnell wouldn't great shakes either. Off of the Steelers. Yeah. Do you, can you be the worst if you were actually the league MVP? Like, wasn't Joe Cap the league MVP that uh, year, and he refused to accept the award? He's still stuck. Well, was that I the don't. fighter? Joe Cap wasn't he like a mean yes, old guy that with the fights old wrestler. people? Yes, was classic I remember video. That story, yeah. uh, one last birthday. Uh, the first player to be a DH in a game. You know who that is? He's seventy years old today. Nineteen seventy-three. Ron Blomberg. Yeah, there we go. Uh, of course, it was the Yankees. Seth Curry, twenty-eight. He's the other Curry. Just signed a two-year contract with Portland. Jeremy Lin. Remember him? I've you heard of him. Anybody yes, remember I do. Jeremy Lin? He averaged 18 points last year in Brooklyn. Yeah. 30, year old, 30 years old today. When we come back, we're going to hear some sound bites from Paul Chris and Urban Meyer. We'll also hear from Brian Postick. All of that next on Lucas in the Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, what a beautiful morning. This is Lucas in the morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, here's... 
Mike Lucas. We have a star-studded second hour. Jesse Temple from The Athletic will join us at around 7.15, 7.30. Travis Wilson from Wisports.net, also a co-host or the host of Friday Night Football? He is one of the hosts Football of Friday. Football Friday Night here at Statewide on these two uh, stations you're currently listening to. Okay, batting third will be Jeff Patrikas from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, our leadoff hitter who doesn't qualify for the batting order since we're going with Temple, Wilson, and Patrikas, but nonetheless... A star in his own right, oh, Brian Posey. <laughs> he's a Kristen Yelich leading off this group. Yes, you are. Number two. He's sure. the MVP. Four for four last night. All right, so let's get down to it. It's not been a good month in the Big Ten. Ugh. Not at all. Uh, the optics have been terrible. It goes deeper than that. Uh, Paul Chris addressed the media yesterday after Danny Davis had been suspended for the first two games of the season. I don't think you ever go through a season without distractions. You know, there's, they said there's all different forms of it, and you just try to focus on the things you can control the day-to-day. And, you know, I think that's where the group has been good, and, and we got to continue to do that. And, uh, you know, he talked about some other areas involving, without getting specific involving the, the suspensions. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't specific at all. And, you know, he released a statement, and, and this, you know, it's, He's waiting for for more information. He said he read the police report. He didn't. He was asked if he was angry. Um, he did not raise his voice. He did not say that he was. But you could sense he was very, very disappointed because this is a black eye on his program. He's only had to suspend one player in his previous three seasons as head coach. That was Corey Clement for punching a guy back in 2015. Uh, but this is just foolish and sickening, and and I, I kind of wonder as this whole case uh, continues to unfold if if we'll ever see Cephas or Davis. In well, that's only, that's something again. you can't really well you uh, don't know. Address I just said, right now. I just said yeah. I mean you have to wait and see how it unfolds, but it has people wondering. I had a lot of people wondering in Columbus last night across the country after watching. Uh, that press conference, which involved the school president, the athletic director, and Urban Meyer. I don't know if you saw any of that. Did you see any of it? Trustees, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, he came off very arrogant to me, petulant, as oh, of uh, course. Paul Feinbaum said. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah, no, I felt the same way. Uh, he did. It was a written statement, right? Um, didn't take any questions. He did take questions. Did he take oh, questions yeah. afterwards? Okay, mm-hmm. so I just And that's saw where his he probably statement. caused himself more yeah, harm than uh, anything else. Yeah, um, well. Yeah, I think he it's it seems to me that he believes he's served whatever punishment he s- deserved to serve and I'm not sure he if he thinks de- no, he deserved no, to serve it. No, that's it. He didn't he didn't deserve you know? it as far as he's yeah, yeah. Here's the, one of his opening remarks. Let's go with that. I'm fully aware that I'm ultimately responsible for the situation that has harmed the university as a whole and our department of athletics and our football program. I want to apologize to Buckeye Nation. I followed my heart, not my head. I fell short in pursuing full information because at each juncture, I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. All right. What really has not set well with most of the national pundits was a question he was asked late in the Q&A. Mm. Uh, I think we have that. It's number, well, I, you pulled it, right. Ben. Yeah, Go ahead not. with it. What message do you have for Courtney Smith? Oh, boy. Well, I have a message for everyone involved in this. I'm sorry that we're in this situation. I'm just sorry we're in this situation. That was it. I'm sorry we're we're in this situation. <laughs> Could mention her name. Well, he was asked about her specifically. Yes, right. He had but no message we're in for this situation. Well, I'm sorry. Was he sexually abused or um, or ver- physically abused? Well, I'm not sure. Was he? That's a good point. No, but I no. think he still 
He's in such well, defensive mindset mode. Him. Yeah. Well, but he's still in such defensive legal mindset mode that just whatever words are going to come out of his mouth, he's not wanting to admit to anything. I mean, admitting that this even happened. Yeah. That yeah. This, that is, is it he's factually pissed. true he's that he abused off. her? Not, not Urban Smith, about, obviously. He's I'm pissed off that he had I'm, to be there I'm last sorry night. What happened, I'm sorry what happened to her. No woman should ever have to go through that. How about that? Is that, is that against uh, the legal advice that he gets from his lawyers? What, what's wrong with that? He doesn't, mind, believe yes. he, he doesn't believe he, he deserves any of this, that he's been suspended for the first no, I, three games know, without but, pay. But, but a, 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 a rational human being might actually put some thought in the answer of that question and state it he's like I that. just stated it. Yeah, he's right? above that. I'm sorry this happened to you. No woman should have to go through that. How, what's wrong with that? The Big Ten Network did a terrific job uh, with its report on Ohio State. Um, and the analyst, Jerry DeNiro, came on and challenged the Buckeyes, all of them that, that were at that press conference, uh, and criticized them for not bringing up domestic violence at all. At all? At all. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't expect that out of Denardo, but I applaud him. Well, today. especially on that network. Yeah, right. It's the Big Ten network. Yeah, and that you is know? their franchise. Yeah, right. The that Ohio is their State ultimate franchise. To be continued. We'll, we'll talk a lot more about Urban Meyer, um, and we'll get his thoughts exactly on how it impacts Ohio State from Jeff Patricus at around seven forty-five. Thank you, Brian. Sure. Uh, when we come back, we'll delve a little bit more into the Wisconsin football situation with Jesse Temple from the Athletic. That's coming up next. I'm Lucas in the morning. They're not just here playing football. You know, they're going to school and they've got families and and then you know with football when things are going well there's talk and when things aren't going well you know how you handle that so I think that's all part of I'm not saying this isn't new but there are always things that you have to deal with certainly this is unique for this group and yet I do believe that throughout the season you know and I know like when you ask that there's there's guys that come to mind you know personally, individually, their families, you know, things are going on. And, and so, you know, you try to just focus on the things that you can not control, but impact. And, and I think our group has done a good job of that. Well, Chris addressing the media after practice yesterday, after it was announced that Danny Davis uh, will be suspended for the first two games of this season against Western Kentucky and New Mexico, joining his teammate Quintez Cephas, who has been suspended indefinitely. Joining us now from The Athletic, Jesse Temple. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good. What was your first takeaway after listening to Paul yesterday? Well, he did what he felt was the appropriate thing to do, and that was suspending Danny Davis for two games, as you said. Um, I mean, something had to be done. There's no question about it. Uh, this is a circumstance that's unfortunate all the way around. Um, and, you know, Paul, he said, it's, it's like you're a parent. Um, you know, he, he's in charge of, of 100-plus players on this football team, and, and he wants the best for them, and he, and he wants them to learn from their mistakes. So, um, you know, Paul said all the right things, um, and, uh, you know, you just have to hope that it resonates with the players who, who make these mistakes. Do you have some unanswered questions? Um, I, I, I do a, a little bit. I mean, we, we know that, uh, you know, Danny Davis at this point hasn't been charged. And, and I will say that when Paul Christ, uh, initially made this announcement in a statement, he said that if further information becomes available that warrants a reevaluation of the length of the suspension, he will assess that information. So, um, 
you know, I, I guess it remains to be seen when uh, if there is more information that comes out. But um, you know, this is certainly something that uh, is atypical in terms of uh, public suspensions uh, under Paul Chris. He's only had to do this once before in his previous three seasons. We've seen a number of different things around the Big Ten where people are ha- programs are having to deal with certain situations. From what you've seen from Wisconsin on how they're going through this process, and of course, obviously, Paul Christ, who we just heard speak about this. How do you feel they've handled this and dealt with this, which is a, a still fluid and ongoing situation? I would say I probably don't have all the information in regards to when they learned of this information. Uh, it, you know, I mean. Paul declined to comment when he learned about uh, Danny Davis's situation. We know that this took place in April. Uh, we know that on Saturday, Quintus Davis released a statement on Twitter that said he was uh, taking a leave of absence from the program, and that was because the, the Dane County uh, District Attorney's Office planned to file charges against him. And then on Monday, when those charges uh, became public, that's when Wisconsin suspended Davis uh, for violating the, the student-athlete um, policy. Uh, so, you know, I, th- they're... I guess they're taking the steps that they need to take, um, but uh, you know, I guess not having all of the information in terms of the timeline and why things happened when they did, um, that's where I'll leave that. Paul Chris referred to uh, every season there are certain distractions for every team that he's coached. It's very difficult, I think you would agree right now, to assess or surmise what the distraction will be for this team and how it will be handled. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I mean, from a football standpoint, and you know, it is difficult to, to separate these two because we're dealing with some serious allegations. Of course, Quintez Sivas will be in court later this morning, uh, facing two two counts of sexual assault. But from a football perspective, uh, they will open the season without two of their top three wide receivers, and that was one of the big uh, talks coming into the season was, wow, this is the, the best, most talented wide receiver group we've seen at Wisconsin. And now it's the potential is that your three and four guys are Adam Krumholtz and Jack Dunn, who are in-state walk-ons that have worked to get to this spot but have never recorded a catch with the Badgers. Those were the first two players that uh, Paul Chris mentioned when I asked him yesterday about who rises in the pecking order. And so we don't necessarily know what that unit will look like and how it will impact the offense. From an on-the-field standpoint, so much of this uh, camp and this offseason has been glowing. It's been uh, offensive line getting attention. It's been depth at wide receiver. It's a quarterback coming off a great Orange Bowl performance and all the high rankings in the preseason that have come out. I know you do like a mailbag uh, each week and get questions from, from readers and from Badger fans. What's been the most common question or concern, if any, going into this year? Well, I know coming into fall camp, the biggest positional concerns were defensive line and and certainly cornerback um and we got some answers in fall camp but again don't know how those players will perform when the games start you're starting defensive ends to start the season right now are Caden Lyles and Matt Henningsen uh, neither of those guys have played uh, on the line uh, for Wisconsin in the game obviously Caden Lyles was on the offensive line last year um and then at cornerback you know Jim Leonard has been rotating a number of guys uh, i think there's some talent there but uh, not a lot of in-game experience uh, in terms of the biggest question I think people want to know if this team can actually make the college football playoff. That's kind of an overarching question here. But if you look at that schedule, and those five Big Ten road games are awfully difficult. Um, I was asked to rank the, the five Big Ten road games uh, in terms of difficulty from easiest to hardest. I really don't think there's an easy game in there. Agreed. Um, even, even Purdue last year almost beat Wisconsin and Madison. It was 17 an eight-point Yeah, 17-9, and... right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leon Jacobs had that interception with eight minutes left. Otherwise, Purdue might have tied it. So... I think that's the big thing is, okay, all the pieces seem to be in place or as many as you can have at this point. Uh, is Wisconsin actually going to do it and get into the playoffs? Um, a question on overseeding. Were the Badgers ranked too high 
at four. A lot of the national pundits think so. Oh, I don't think so at all. I mean, I didn't see a preseason poll, uh, like one of those way-too-early polls that come out after spring ball. They were no worse than number seven in any poll. So I don't really see what the big deal is with them being number four. We know this is tied for the highest that they've been in the AP poll. They were fourth entering the 2000 season. But to me, a lot of this has to do with offense and the known names. And offense is sexy. And when they had a good defense last season, uh, that's not going to get you into the top five in the preseason. Uh, but I think that the success that they had last season and the, the uh, expectations for success this season have them at number four, and I think it's completely warranted. Jesse, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, very interesting month in the Big Ten overall. <laughs> Would you not agree on that? It certainly has been, but uh, at least the game started in about a week or so, so we, <laughs> can, uh, we can pay attention there. Thanks again, Jesse. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Jesse. Jesse Temple from The Athletic. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Badgers and Urban Meyer at 745 uh, with uh, another insider. Tuesday and th- Thursdays, you hear them all the time. Jeff Patrikas joins us then. But when we come back, we're going to turn our attention to high school football. Um, major upsets last week. We'll look ahead with Travis Wilson from Wisports.com and the co-host of uh, Football Friday. Right Football here. Friday night. Football Friday night. I got to go the whole word, huh? The whole phrase. <laughs> well, Football Friday night. Show. It is Friday. It is at night. Football Friday night. Yep. Travis joins us next on Lucas in the Morning. Good play third and 15 on their own 27 momentum on the Cardinals sideline now as they lead by seven Spartans in the eye formation as Ackley showing blitz up the middle back to pass Sinetti man comes free hit as he throws looking deep for Hazer and he got it and he's off to the races see you later Spartans touchdown it's a one-point game on an absolute bomb for 73 yards from Jason Sinetti all the way downfield to Max Hazer. Jimmy Cusco with the call. I watched some of the game. The upset memorial over Sun Prairie. Watched it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jay Wilson, bro, Bill Brophy, and the broadcasting debut of Al Minert. Uh, that was all last week. Joining us now from Wisports.net. I will get this right at some point this morning. <laughs> Travis Wilson, who is also the co-host of Football Friday Night, right here with Bob Brainerd. Travis, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get it all straight, but I've had memory lapses like <laughs> Urban Meyer throughout the morning. Uh, I, I did enjoy watching Memorial pull an upset, but there was an even a bigger one in the state last week with Rhinelander finally losing after 70 games. What do you make of that? Or Kimberly. Kimberly, Kimberly I'm yeah, sorry. Kimberly, well, yeah. I'd Kimberly. go back to the memory lapse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kimberly, the the longest winning streak in state history, 
the longest active winning streak at the time in the entire country, going down to Fond du Lac, 31-28 on a last-second field goal. Kimberly booted a 25-yard field goal as time expired to, uh, to beat Kimberly. And it was a game that a lot of people had been anticipating. Fond du Lac had narrowly lost twice last year. They, they had Kimberly on the ropes a couple of times, and uh, Kimberly lost a lot from last year. They lost the state's offensive player of the year, the state's defensive player of the year. Fond du Lac brought back eight first-team all-state, or excuse me, first-team all-conference players. And so a lot of people thought, you know, this could be the game that it, that it finally ends, and it did. And it was a uh, you know a great game, a great way to start the high school football season. But what an incredible run by Steve Jones and the Kimberly Papermakers! Five straight state titles, seventy consecutive victories. But it does come to an end right away in week one. I understand the the facilities, along with the support in Kimberly, are off the charts. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the facilities they have there, they've got a. Uh, uh, indoor practice field that they just built a couple of years ago, a, a turf field uh, that's used for other activities and other clubs and sports and groups within the school, but uh, a, a great facility there. Dean Matchy is their strength and conditioning coach, and for a number of years they have been running a college-level strength and conditioning program, and that's been one of the reasons that they've been so successful so consistently over the last decade. And, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're running a, a D3-type football uh, program there at Kimberly, and a, a lot of teams around the state have, uh, have incorporated many of those things, and so it, it's just up the game for not only Kimberly, but many teams around the state. So if Fond du Lac beating Kimberly is the top team performance from week one, uh, best individual performance would, at least in the running, literally in the running, has got to be Badger recruit Julius Davis, doesn't he, from Menominee Falls? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it wasn't you know, sometimes you see these big, gaudy numbers, and, and it's in a blowout, and, you know, the game's never close. But it wasn't the case for Menominee Falls. They won 28-19 over Germantown last week and needed every one of the 334 yards that Davis put up. He had uh, a run last year early in the season that was kind of reminiscent of Marshall uh, Mitch's uh, beast mode or, or beast quake mode, whatever it was called, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, and he had another one pretty similar to that this year in week one. Just uh, brings a lot of power. Great balance, great vision, very good athlete. Um, he's going to be a tear all season and really looking forward to what he can do at Wisconsin. How does he compare with some of the other running backs you've seen throughout the years here in this state? <laughs> very favorably, for sure. Uh, now, he's a, a guy that isn't going to wow you with his you know, speed. He's not a, a Michael Bennett type guy or a Melvin Gordon speed type guy, but he's very strong. Uh, he's, he's set some school weightlifting records over there at Menominee Falls. Um, very good balance, very good vision, very difficult to bring down on the first tackle. Um, you know, not a guy from the state of Wisconsin, but based on what I've seen, a comparison might be Anthony Davis from a few years ago. Uh, just a, a strong guy that, that runs well and runs with great balance and lean and, and vision. Um, that would be the, the comparison that I would make. We're talking with Travis Wilson from Wisports.net. Uh, Travis, there's a very special matchup uh, this weekend between Sun Prairie and my alma mater, Beloit, uh, but they're going to be on, honoring the first responders. Uh, can you give us a little, few more details on that? Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, there was the, the deadly explosion in downtown Sun Prairie last month, and the community really rallied together, and it was great to see. Um, we've seen that, you know, similar with uh, the flooding that's occurred in Dane County and, and in Madison and Middleton and other areas of the uh, of Dane County in the last couple uh, days here. But uh, Brian Kaminsky and the Sun Prairie Cardinals 
um, back when the explosion occurred, you know, they were uh, right there handing out water, volunteering, um, and they're doing a great job tonight, excuse me, this week, honoring first responders, um, fire, EMS, police, uh, going to have a special uh, jersey that they're wearing, and they're going to auction off some of those jerseys to raise money. All kinds of great stuff going on. It's great to see, you know, when, when tragedy strikes, communities come together and rally together, and uh, a great way that they do that is through local sports, high school sports, uh, that where they take great pride in, in their community, and, and that's what they're doing this week at Sun Prairie, and it should be a great atmosphere. Hey, how good is Cooper Nelson? He's uh, the son of our good friend Scott Nelson. Yeah, very good. Uh, a kid that I'm a little bit surprised hasn't reeled in that first Division One offer yet. Um, I, I think it still could be coming. Um, a big, lanky kid, but uh, a pretty solid athlete as well. Um, big play guy. You know, you, you can put him out there on the on the outside and um, you know get in the red zone, throw the jump ball to him, throw the fades. But he's very good underneath. You know, just running the uh, every route on the tree. And uh, he's got a number of Division Two offers and, and good amount of interest from D1s. But nobody's pulled the trigger yet. I, I think somebody will um, because I think he's that kind of kid. There were some when the, the high school season was shifted to start earlier that weren't big fans of it. It seems like it starts right after July and the vacation or the offseason summer got shorter and shorter for high school teachers and coaches. How has this all worked with some teams playing two, three games before school even starts and with the way the schedules work then on the backside where some teams are playing games even after then they've been eliminated from the playoffs just to get one extra game in? Yeah, you know, it's not ideal to start as early as we do this year. Uh, they started on August 1st with equipment handout, and there was a few teams uh, they played in on Thursday of week one that actually started on July 31st. It's not ideal. It's kind of the situation we have to live with. Um, there's not really an opportunity to change when the state, ter- uh, state finals are held. There's not a lot of flexibility there with the University of Wisconsin and the facility at, at Camp Randall. And if you want to have nine regular season games still, then you have to start when you start. And, again, it's not ideal, but it's what we're working with. And uh, I don't really foresee it changing uh, in in future, at least in the near future. One final thought. Best team in the state today is? Got to go with Fond du Lac. They beat the champions, beat Kimberly. And uh, Fond du Lac is, is the team to beat, it looks like, right now. Travis, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Travis. Well, we football, actually have that like. final call of Fonda like beating Kimberly. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's. Lines are down. Ball is down. Kick is down the way, and the kick is good. It's good. The Fondy Cardinals end the streak. Cardinals win. 31-28, Jared Chevrolet. The hell of a streak, too. Like 70, Seventy games. Seventy games. Crazy. That's ridiculous. I've, I've heard. I've heard so much. Too. I've heard so much about the Kimberly facilities, though. Yeah, right? they're so yeah. far apart from Them everything else Arrow within the state. Arrow had some pretty good things too. We should also give Travis's due with Sports.net and co-host Football Friday Night. I cut you off before. So. You did cut me off. I did cut you off. I think you were worried about that Urban Meyer memory lapse. <laughs> uh, and plus, I was trying to delete stuff from my phone. <laughs> I wonder where I got that Whoops. from. Whoops. Uh, Jeff Patrikas joins us next to talk about the Badgers and Buckeyes on Lucas in the Morning. We'll get you ready for the Packers' third preseason game against Chucky, John Gruden, and his Raiders. We'll get the skinny from Bill Scott at 6.30.
Kyphus wasn't suspended um, earlier. And I said, well, his situation was handled under the student-athlete discipline policy. And then it was, well, okay, well, why are they suspending Danny Davis now if he hasn't been charged with a crime? And I, you know, as I explained, there, there are two avenues. When that policy was put in place in 2003, you had certain activities, alleged activities that were handled by the policy, but coaches, not just football, basketball, men's basketball, any sport on campus, you still have the ability of a coach to hand out discipline like this for this reason, you know, as, as Paul did with Corey Clement back in 2016. Um, I think they've handled it, you know, fairly openly. I don't have any issues with the length of the suspension because I think Paul is prepared with Danny Davis to lengthen it if, if need be. I want to play a cut uh, from last night's Urban Meyer press conference. Listen to this and then you can respond. What message do you have for Courtney Smith? Well, I have a message for everyone involved in this. I'm sorry that we're in this situation. I'm just sorry we're in this situation. What did he tell us there? You know, sadly, he told us what we already know about that human piece of I don't know what to say, um, that it's all about me. It's all about Buckeye Nation. It's all about our football program. Um, and anything that, that allegedly happened to a female because of a guy I kept on my staff at Florida and kept on my staff at Ohio State despite red, despite red flag after red flag after red flag, really doesn't matter a damn thing because Courtney Smith can't help me win football games. Are you surprised by the suspension or how it was handled by the Buckeyes? Um, it was interesting. You know, I was watching it, you know, while I was doing work, I was paying attention to Twitter. Um, so as, as the day went on, you saw the development, you saw one item where uh, the president wanted a suspension. The board said, no, Meyer was pushing back on any type of suspension. And you could tell, there was some sort of compromise that went on yesterday. Um, I thought that he would get the time served. And if so, if this, if the three game suspension is the result of the president standing firm, give that guy a standing ovation um, because it easily could have been, well, urban has already missed, you know, X number of weeks with the team. That's sufficient. So, but you know what, if you look back on it, his answer to that question, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating here. He should be fired for that answer to that question. Just, I don't get it. It was chilling. And I think and that's why he's being criticized today uh, nationally. Uh, the, the school is for its lack of sensitivity to the issue, and that would be domestic abuse. Well, here's the thing that, if you've, again, I, I'm, I'm writing last night and I'm watching this on Twitter unfold. Every, the, all the excuses and the, the discussions that were held in the Q&A you know, with the, the board members and Urban and that. And then you got the release of the full report after that. It was like there were two different situations they were dealing with, deleting things on the phone. Oh, he didn't really lie at the big team. He, he misspoke and, you know, they, they bent over backwards to rationalize the fact that he sat there and lied and then tried to throw it on the reporter who broke the story saying, how would you make up something like that? Well, they came up and with memory lapses, too, they said, because that, of his medication. What is that I about? Mean, that's when you wanted to say, okay, so a guy with memory lapses, you want on the sideline. You know, come on. Ed, there, there was so much garbage in their rationalization. And then when you read some of the details in the report, how when um, McMurphy had the, 
the first thing about the the text and all that, he talks to a, a, a staffer. Well, how do I get rid of text on my phone? And then when they finally get around looking at his phone, there's no texts that are more than a year old. And we're supposed to believe his wife didn't confide in him with this, where they talk about everything. It was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And how did Gene Smith, the AD, come out of this in your mind? Because certainly most of the attention is focused here on Urban, as it should be, but he's involved in this at different levels. And this isn't his first rodeo. He's been involved in other issues at Ohio State during his tenure. They may never extricate the sword that Gene fell on from his body. I'm sure he's going to be carrying that around. I'm serious. Yeah. He, he t- you know, talk about taking one for the team. I, I would have loved to have been in that meeting to find out who, to see how much Urban pushed back on any sort of suspension. And like I said, you know, give if, if, if this is the result of the president standing firm, more power to him. And, and I mentioned this on Twitter last night. So help me if when Urban Meyer comes back, if we have to hear about the adversity of this team face, I'm just going to I'm going to lose it. No, I get it. Uh, one right. final thought aside from Ohio State, uh, Travis Frederick's dealing with an autoimmune disease. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, you're, we're not talking about a a knee injury or a shoulder injury. We're talking about stuff that not only might prevent you from playing, but prevents you from having a, a normal life. So I was staggered when I, when I heard the news. Now, he's he's optimistic that at least they've diagnosed it because they thought initially it was just a stinger that was giving him problems with the, the, the nerves, uh, but it goes a little bit deeper than that. Yeah, well, you know, it's and it's a little bit different, but remember John Budmeyer? Oh, yeah. When I mean, that that's... You know, when when he was playing here, and we thought it was oh, just a a problem with his shoulder or his arm or something like that. And he, man, he was like a a a, a lab rat being tested all those times for all the the tests, and surgeries, and procedures he went through. Finally, it was like you know, man, you can't play because your your arm just doesn't work. That's, that's scary stuff. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Busy day. All right, guys, take care. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Patrikas from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Last call next on Lucas in the Morning. Done. responsible for the situation that has harmed the university as a whole and our department of athletics and our football program. I want to apologize to Buckeye Nation. I followed my heart, not my head. I fell short in pursuing full information because at each juncture, I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. Urban Meyer has been suspended for the first three games of the season without pay, but he can rejoin his team after September 1st. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Last call. Uh, you will hear one soundbite a lot today. Uh, it's probably the most chilling soundbite from the press conference last night in Columbus, and this is what you'll hear. What message do you have for Courtney Smith? Well, I have a message for everyone involved in this. I'm sorry that we're in this situation. I'm just sorry we're in this situation. Heather Dinich writing for ESPN.com. Ohio State coach Urban Meyer is now 0-2 in news conferences, and that might be the only record that counts. The first time at Big Ten Media Days, he lied. The second time, question mark, Meyer stood in front of a room full of reporters and television cameras Wednesday, 
taking center stage on what was the biggest story in sports and apologized more to Buckeye Nation than he did to Courtney Smith. It's not just what Myers said or the adolescent bumbling way in which he delivered it. It's what he didn't say, starting with her name. It's odd because it sounded like he almost wasn't prepared for that sort of question, like he was caught off guard that Courtney's name would be brought up. And so that's weird. So it wasn't like he was ill-prepared. And it also comes off something, whether he is or isn't, but it plays like that he doesn't have any sympathy for her, that he has actually some blame for her, that he's in this but situation. But that is something that he's always trumpeted. Yes, I know. It, it, it doesn't it's in, make it's sense. It's all over the facility. Right. It, it just, it doesn't it's supposed make to be sense. one of his core beliefs. It should be. It should be all of our core beliefs to have sympathy and empathy for people in those situations and try to help out in any way we can and make sure that domestic abuse and something like this trumps those other things like winning a college football game. Again, I I felt like the Big Ten Network really distinguished itself with its coverage uh, last night. And that, that was a day-long marathon, uh, but they stayed on top of it. They were on point. They had a variety of different opinions. Um, I thought they were very objective, which is not always an easy thing to do with the network itself. I'm sure there'll be some follow-up to what has happened in Columbus throughout today uh, and the weekend as we get closer and closer to the start of the college football season. Let's all head out the door and learn how to delete our text messages from over a year ago. If we can remember how to do it. (laughs) Oh, that medication kicks in for both of us. Check out the transcripts. (laughs) You'll understand what we're talking about tomorrow. uh, We'll have Tom Hodricourt from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel talking Brewers baseball at 730. We'll have Bill Scott give us uh, the insider's look on the Packers and the Raiders at 630. Andy Baggett will also join us. Thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.